forward to remembering names and faces that I've forgotten and seeing so many of you I haven't seen in a while and meeting so many of the new people here. So thank you for making me feel so welcome. I love this gospel passage that we just heard of Jesus walking on water and saving Peter from the waves. It is really easy to read this and focus particularly on Peter, what he did right and what he did wrong, and how maybe I could have done better than him. And this is a very understandable and, and human way to read the Bible. But I want to focus our attention instead on Jesus, on what Jesus says and does, and how that might be good news, not just for So let's look at Jesus. Jesus walks on water, a miracle in itself, but it isn't a totally random miracle. God walking on water can be traced back to the Hebrew scriptures, to the God of Israel. In Genesis, when the earth was formless and empty, the Spirit of God hovered over the waters. In the book of Job, arguing with his friends about the reasons for his great misfortunes in life, Job exclaims that God spreads out the heavens and treads on the waves of the sea. Now, the disciples probably didn't realize in the moment of experiencing this terrifying storm how Jesus' actions were weirdly similar to those old stories. But in walking on water, Jesus is aligning himself connecting himself with the divinity of the God of Israel. This Jesus isn't some random new God on the scene. This is the God of all creation, the creator of the waters and the winds themselves. So the disciples don't quite make the connection, and I can't blame them. They didn't have those same commentaries that I was reading this week. But the disciples see Jesus, and they assume immediately that he's some kind of a ghost. They are completely consumed by fear. In our New Revised Standard Version Bibles, translated obviously to English, we see that the Jesus replies to the disciples' fear and says, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. That phrase, it is I, in the Greek that it was written in, reads, I am. Take heart, I am. Do not be afraid. In English, this is kind of a terrible Yoda-like sounding grammar. Take heart, I am. But perhaps it sounds slightly familiar to you. When Moses encountered God in the burning bush, way back in the book of Exodus, Moses asks for God's name. He says, When the Israelites ask who it is that is coming to rescue us from slavery in Egypt, what shall I tell them? And God replies, I am who I am. That is what you are to tell the Israelites. I am has sent me. As he walks across the storming sea, wind whipping in his face, Jesus says to his disciples, Take heart, I am. Do not be afraid. Again, Jesus 
references the work of the God of Israel and his own miracle. This is not a new God, one who is unfamiliar with the waves of the sea, with the troubles of the world. This is a God who has been with Israel, who has been with all of creation since the beginning of the world. There is nothing new to Jesus. He has that perhaps Jesus might prove that he is, in fact, the God of all creation by commanding him to walk out on the water, too. Jesus plays along and invites him. He says, come. Peter begins to walk, then, understandably, panics, starts sinking, and calls out, Lord, save me. And immediately, Jesus grabs his hand, rescues him from the raging sea, disciples reply, dumbfounded, surely this is the Son of God. The wind was against them, as the disciples did exactly what Jesus told them to do, to go to the other side of the lake. Now this is curious to me. Jesus tells them to go across the lake, and you would think that if Jesus told them to do something, would have cleared a path of clear skies ahead of them. I imagine the disciples might have been surprised. I imagine they assumed that if they do exactly what Jesus wants them to do, they will be safe from any harm or difficulty. And I think, if we're honest, we sometimes feel that way too. If I follow the will of God and always take that moral high what I think is right at all times, then it should be smooth sailing up ahead. This would only be fair, right? But of course, the reality is that hardship comes for all of us. We experience storms of difficulty, the wind raging against us, making our path seem impossible. No matter how moral we think our choices might be, no matter how spiritual much we pray or how much we volunteer our time, no matter how sure we are that we are doing the will of God, the wind rages against us all. So where is the good news? Because we can't stop the storms of our life from happening. We can't control when a terrible diagnosis might hit us can't control when the estranged child that we love dearly will finally fall with forgiveness in their heart. We can't control the suddenness by which depression comes to us, sucking the energy out of another day. We can't control the storm around us. So where is the good news? I'm going to tell you, because that's like my one job. So the good news is that Jesus, eternally begotten of the Father, the ancient God of Israel, Jesus, the God of all creation, the God of all time and space, the God who knows you better than you know yourself, the God who weathered the storm of life with Job, and the God
the God who walked with Moses through disappointment and triumph, from slavery to freedom, is also a master. In the middle of the storm is where God meets us. There may be a storm that's brewing in your life right now, winds that are raging against you, making everything message is not that your problems are solved, that storm of difficulty finally ends, and that's how you know that God is real and God is with you. And actually, it's good news that that is not the gospel message, because it means that if you are in the middle of a storm right now, if you are in the middle of grief, in the middle of in your life that feels overwhelming and insurmountable, if you feel like you are drowning, like Peter, then you can be assured that God is there too. In the middle of the storm is where God meets us. God does not shy away from our storms. Remember, there is nothing new to tragedy of the crucifixion, of Jesus himself being killed by his own creation, means that God is present in our tragedy, too. As Jesus hung on the cross, breathing his last breaths, the sky went dark. A storm had settled in that sacred place. God places himself in the middle of the storm of all the 
stretched out